Hey everybody, I'm Alan. I watch a lot of movies. This is Alan at the movies. Uh, so, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, the pff, movies are back. Like, this is a big weekend. Like, Memorial Day weekend has always been a big sort of movie time. Like, it is the, it is the introductory, uh, introduction of the summer blockbuster. This is when that happens. Uh, it's the start of it anyway. And, uh, traditionally, and now it is coinciding with, with essentially the launch of movies being back. And there, two, there were two movies that came out this week. It's a smaller launch than have previously been done, obviously, but, uh, it needs to roll out in a smaller scale and needs to be a little bit more managed and controlled. Fewer, even though we have these giant megaplexes with the 17 screens and showing every 20 minutes of movies, uh, I find that... It feels like it's sort of a callback to earlier times where there's fewer movies playing. Uh, for example, the theater I went to today has six screens. They're currently playing three movies. And so it allows essentially, like, while the audiences are smaller because social distancing puts the capacity at 50% by running half the half the movies on double the screens it allows them to get at the capacity as if they had full capacity so um i think that's interesting it's it's going to i don't know how long that can last what with June being chock full of releases, like every week it seems like there's going to be something. Uh, anyway, so today I went and saw the second of the two movies that were released on Memorial Day weekend, and that is Cruella. Um, I will be entirely honest, I was sold on this movie because of Emma Stone. Uh, I will watch Emma Stone in damn near anything. She tricked me into watching two really bad Spider-Man movies. So, yeah, I was going to watch. It's it's hard-pressed hard to find an Emma Stone vehicle that I am not interested in watching. And so I, you know, I... I, I saw the, the photos... The teases, because this movie, again, I, I believe this one was another one that was supposed to come out last year. I forget exactly when it was supposed to be released, and then it got pushed back and released, pushed back, and uh, now it was released uh, both in theaters and on Disney Plus as a premium viewing option. I went full theater route with it because, like I said, I'm vaccinated and I feel comfortable in a movie theater. Anyway, uh, the theater, again, 
pretty full. Nah, I, I think if I'm judging off of the two movies that I saw, it should... I imagine uh, A Quiet Place 2 is going to have a bigger box office. That's not what you guys come here to listen to, though. Uh, you want reviews. So, here's the thing with Cruella. It is so blatantly obvious that the, the, the writers or the producers or whoever's responsible for this movie saw Joker a few years ago and said, what's our character where we can make this movie Disney-fied? Like, how can we make a Disney-fied version of Joker? And, like, their answer was Cruella de Vil, who is a psychopath, is very evil. The problem is, uh, like, Joker, like... Like, Joker was in on the bit. Like, Joker... uh, Joker never hid that... Or tried to pretend... Like, the Joker wasn't... The bad guy of the movie. Like, that he wasn't in the wrong. That he wasn't a murderer. And an insane person let down by the system around him. Meanwhile, in in Cruella, they definitely, definitely try and make the dog kidnapping and uh, person who wants to skin and wear the flesh of 97 puppies um, into a sympathetic character who's your protagonist and uh, ooh ooh is that is that rough that is that is that is hard hard to do um and the thing with this movie like the, the other thing with this movie that I watching it like the story itself if you take if you can look past what the original IP is, if you can look past who you know Cruella DeVille to be as a character, what she turns into, uh, if you can look past that, the story is really interesting. The story is done really well in, like, to telling a story of this child who wants nothing more than to be a fashion designer who then becomes an orphan and crawls her way up to work underneath one of the biggest fashion houses in all of London in the 60s, I think, Uh, if I'm getting the time period right, that they're trying to be 60s or 70s. And has her fashion ideas stolen from her and credit taken from her by this big design label. 
and who sets out for revenge against that. Like, that story is fascinating. And that story could be really good. And it could, like, it's a good story. And the, like, Leah, um, I think Emma Thompson and Emma Stone, I think it's Emma Thompson, uh, like, all of the acting in this movie are very, is very good. Like, the, there are a lot of positives about Cruella. Um, and I don't want those to get bogged down entirely with the negative aspect of it. Uh, it just, like, what the bare bones of the story is, is great. And the, like, the costumes are fucking out of this world beautiful. And, like, just, like, in time with the the times while also feeling very couture and fresh and new and different and exciting. And the fat, because the fashion and the clothes are such a big part of what the movie is. It is beautiful. It is like done down to the T. And I think costuming really should it's not like at the very least costume academy award nomination uh because of how over the top but also very grounded and showing that couture lifestyle it's such a great job of doing that and uh, like that part really great the problem is for a movie where you're trying to like look past all of the the faults of the original IP uh and like believe this character could be a good person and to re- actively root for the dog murderer uh attempted dog murderer I should say none of the dogs died in the first cartoon uh and like, like, if you can look past all of that, you're great. The problem is the movie goes out of its fucking way to remind you of the thing you're supposed, you should look past. Like, the, all of those stumbling blocks that you have about the characters, like, future, I guess, since I guess this counts as an origin story, um, like, play a role. Like, the fact that there's Dalmatians in this movie at all is fucking bad. And then, like, and then just... <sighs> the way it's told and the way everything is set up is just so faulty. And just, it just continues to constantly little bits. Uh, they, it does a good job of, of the parts related to the cartoon that I thought they did a good job. Uh, explaining why Cruella's sidekicks or henchmen in the 101 Dalmatians cartoon slash other live-action movie 
uh, are there and why they stand by Cruella, who is a horrible person. Like, that's good character work. And, like, I get it and, like, it makes sense and, like, you can understand it. But, like, there's so many other bits and pieces that just... Shots of her driving in a car. Like, those little things where she's driving in one of those older cars and slamming into stuff. And I swear Emma Stone's, like, entire body somehow manages to look just like the cartoon. And it just takes me completely out of the story and makes me mad again. Uh, I just little things like that. All of the the subtle, the not so subtle nods to the original cartoon and the original run of the character. Like if you took all of those out, if you made Cru- this movie Cruella, and it wasn't about Cruella Deville. It wasn't about like having actual lines where they say it's <laughs> it looks like devil, but it's pronounced Deville. Like, shut the fuck up! Like, stop talking about it. Like, it's not funny. It's not. It, it's not important to the story. You're just reminding us that this person's literal name is a play on the word cruel devil. Like, as if this person could possibly be a good person. Like, it just... It's it's just really hard to get past shit like that. And I know that, like, I have a tendency sometimes to really nitpick or drive home points that just, like... Other people don't necessarily understand or agree with, but like, I understand how well Maleficent did for Disney. Like, and I understand, like, taking that, like, they have a track record of taking their villains and showing a different side of them. And involving this, the difference is, as far as Maleficent is concerned, they're showing the like the story taking place at the same time, and they're showing Maleficent's side of the story instead of just being this evil queen. And in this, they're showing the backstory essentially of how Cruella Deville came to be Cruella DeVille, the person who murders dogs. And like it goes against everything that they go to show you goes completely against that character. So it's not really an origin story. It's it's like an alternate universe. This is like Earth 619 of uh, of the Cruella Deville story, where everything is sort of connected to it, but it's tangentially just askewed 
a little different, as if maybe things went a little different way, maybe she wouldn't want to murder puppies. And it... It just is just too much. Like, it just... Like, that's why Maleficent works, and why this one doesn't work. Uh, And... Like I said, like the general, if you could figure out a way to write this story and have it be like not about Cruella DeVille, but have the exact same notes and without all of the callbacks to 101 Dalmatians, I think you have a really great movie. Uh, I know that because the movie is called The Devil Wears Prada, uh, in a way. And it just, it could be so good, it's not good. Uh, I, I, I definitely am going to advise you, like, it's a shame that we're kickstarting uh, Memorial Day and Summer Blockbuster with two movies that I don't like. Uh, but, yeah, we went and done did it, and this one just isn't it, guys, I'm sorry, um, I'm gonna recommend it if you are gonna watch it, if you are intrigued at the very slightest, uh, wait about three to six months when it hits Disney Plus proper, and watch it for free, I watched it because I have... AMC Plus, uh, or a, a, the A-list thing, and so it was essentially free, and, uh, and, and I had a co-worker who wouldn't, who won't stop asking me if I've seen this yet, so I can tell her if it's good or not. Uh, I think I'm gonna tell her it's good, just so she watches it, and, uh, and, like... Then trick her into watching it, uh, just so she stops asking me if movies are good and just watches them instead for herself. Um, <sighs> as far as a rating, I think I'm gonna give this one a solid two. Like it's not like I said. Like if you can look past all of the the original IP stuff and the the callbacks and the the like who the character turns out to be if you just pretend every time they say cruella that they're just saying stella or 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 michelle just pretend they're talking about someone named michelle and i think you would enjoy the movie a lot better um, that's it. Um, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this has been my review of Cruella, Disney's Cruella. Uh, you can please follow along with the show, uh, on Instagram or Facebook at Alan at the Movies. You can email the show and let me know what movies I should watch, either using the Instagram DMs, or you can also just email me directly at alan.brand at gmail.com. And you can also please give me an iTunes five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts, subscribe, all that other fun stuff. 
Uh, thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you guys the next time I watch a movie. Bye bye.